G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, we know as the times progress forward, we know that there are some big changes coming. We know that government stimulus is changing at the end of September and uh, that things are changing even day by day, week by week as we're in this coronavirus world. And so many are thinking about what will happen post-coronavirus. Things may not look the same as they do right now, but how pessimistic are we as we think of the future? Or is there a glimmer of optimism that we ought to have as people who are God's people, people of faith, and thinking about money in terms of where God is leading us? Let's get some more insights today around the idea that there will be some business failures that will undoubtedly come as stimulus ends and as certain insolvency issues come to a head. Darren Laudenbach is the founder of God's Money Matters. He's a speaker, a trainer, mentor and coach on finance issues for businesses and for individuals. And Darren's back with us. Darren, welcome back to 2020. Thanks for having me on again, Neil. Great to be here. Uh, Darren, let's get a little bit of a focus on businesses, and I guess we're talking small business, but it'll be big business too. The idea that companies can trade at the present time in some level of amnesty, uh, trading insolvency, and of course insolvent companies, ones that are not able to pay their debts when they fall due. Uh, there are some significant times ahead, aren't there, for small business and and this issue around trading in insolvency? Certainly is. There's been some relief around trading insolvency. So normally it's illegal to trade insolvent, which means, you know, as you've stated, um, trading without the ability to be able to pay all your bills. Um, but the government's given some relief on that, which uh, is some temporary relief. That started on the 25th of March and it lasts for six months. So um, 25th of September, in theory, that ends. Uh, assuming that the government doesn't make some changes to that. Uh, I think the, there's a bunch of things we could look at there and there's a bunch of things we can do as small business people and business people to uh, understand you know, where we're at and what we should, how we can prepare for potentially um, having some issues around that September timeframe. I imagine that uh, given that the end of September, the government could extend its uh, way of a grace period around business insolvencies. And uh, and I imagine that, that they're banking on the idea that there's going to be quite a significant bounce in the economy once there's a breakthrough around coronavirus. And, of course, that makes it a little bit different to every other financial crisis that we tend to face where there's oftentimes a, a lag or a, a time of growing the economy back again. But there's some significant differences here post-coronavirus. Yes, it certainly is. Um, I mean, the, if we have some successful vaccines or um, other things that have happened uh, and can be measured, and um, hopefully the news will report that honestly, then clearly their uh, confidence will return. And, and uh, I don't think things are going to return to normal, uh, but certainly uh, people will have some more confidence in spending. 
uh, and looking forward. So that's something that obviously all business people, and particularly government at the moment, we're all looking forward to that, I'm sure. Uh, but how, how that looks, I think, is going to be quite interesting. Um, certainly the share market will pick up quickly, but uh, overall small business uh, may not reflect that quite so fast. Let's talk about perhaps uh, you know the uh, the Christian uh, small business person right now who's really skating close to the bone, uh, perhaps trading in this grace period around insolvency, having some expectation that things will come good. What are your thoughts for that Christian believer by way of preparing now for how you might face some difficult difficult challenges ahead? Yes, yeah, certainly it's it's an interesting time, particularly for Christians because and Christian business people. And I think we have an extra obligation that other business people don't have, and that is that fundamentally, if we've said we're going to pay a bill, we should pay a bill. That's our let our yes be yeses and our no be noes. So we ideally, you know, we would be paying our bills. We would pay the people we owe. As Christians, that is one of the things that we should be striving for, and and that's a tough call. Because other businesses could be looking to try to get out of paying um, the bills that they owe for whatever reason due to the way in which they could do that through through um, the law. But as Christians, I feel that we have a different obligation. So I think there's some preparation we can be doing now, though, and we should be, uh, you know, some of these preparations have probably already happened. Certainly businesses at the moment should be doing some strong cash flow forecasting you know, where are they actually right now? So in the Bible, it says, in Proverbs, it says, we should know the state of our flocks. Uh, in contemporary terms, basically that that says we should know what our in- inventory is, we, we should know what our cash flows are like, we should know what, um, you know, our stock levels and, and the cost of doing business is. Um, you know, the, the, the state of their flocks was their state of their income and their, their business at the time. And I believe we should know the state of our business at any one time. So integrity is a real issue here, especially for Christian business people, because uh, continuing to trade, if you know that you are insolvent, may actually cause something of a domino effect because of the people that you are uh, clients of and and people who are your clients, uh, those sorts of things could go flowing one to another if you don't actually have a position of integrity here. Correct, and and uh, naivety on this is also not acceptable, I don't think. So we shouldn't um, be surprised by the fact that we can't run our business and we're going out of business and can't pay our bills. We should um, have an understanding and have a plan. Um, so an understanding of where we are right now and a plan of where it might look like going forward. Um, I mean, if we owe people, we should be talking to them. Don't ignore them. Don't um, treat them with indifference. Contact them and say, look, you know, we're going through this period of time. My plan is to pay you. That's my value set. Um, but this is going to be a struggle for me for, for the next number of months or whatever it is. Um, I, I, my, my full intention is to pay you, but this is my plan and have a plan to do that. Um, it's like with the ATO. A lot of people I've found in business, when they owe the ATO some money, the Australian tax office, they choose to ignore the ATO and don't communicate with them. And it's the worst thing they can do. If they do communicate with the ATO, they tend to be quite reasonable to deal with. And we can put people on business uh, on payment plans and other things. Whereas if we don't communicate with them, uh, when they do finally catch up with us, they will uh, throw the whole book at us um, because, because we haven't been communicating with them uh, and we've 
uh, been treating them with indifference effectively, they're, they're less interested in um, helping us. So it, it's a time to communicate. Darren, just take a little negative here from my suggestion as we talk about this, but for that business owner, you are a Christian and you are going to crunch the numbers, you are going to look through your strategy, you're going to look through your cash flows and those sorts of things as you suggest, and you decide that, wow, the industry that I'm a part of is one of those that is likely to be a failure. What sort of action would you take right now uh, if you recognise that your business is not going to recover? Well, I think firstly we need to um, accept that, that we are not the fountain of all knowledge. We have a God who is. He hasn't got, there's no question that he can't answer. There's no problem too big for him to solve. So I think the first part, uh, thing we should be doing is recognising where we're at, um, being honest with God and, and expressing that honesty to him about saying where we're at. I think we should be praying for creativity and for people to be put in our lives who are creative and can provide some um, potential solutions. Uh, There may be a solution right in front of us that we can't see that could actually um, end up being our primary business going forward if we pivot and and use that. This may be a fantastic opportunity where God's saying, well, I actually want to reveal a whole new business model to you. Um, Or it might be where you need to get around some advisors who say, look, Actually, the, the business you're in is not the business you're going to be in in the future. You need to find your, the best way out of it as possible to, um, you know, to be able to pay your debts and to be able to come out um, as best as possible. And, and that may be a very sober conversation and, and a very tough conversation, but better to get that done quickly. If, if, it's, if it's dead, then don't keep flogging it. Um, we, we need to make that call early, let pride, you know, set pride aside and um, deal with it quickly because otherwise it becomes a bigger problem. So I suppose what I'm in summary, it could go one of a number of ways, but it could be an opportunity that we're not seeing and we need to have people in our lives who can input into us and to provide some, a different perspective or it could be that we absolutely have to, um, this is the time where the season of the business is over and we need to be able to um, unwind it in the best possible way uh, using, uh, again, getting help and assistance from uh, wise business people and wise advisors like accountants and lawyers um, to be able to help us do that the best way possible. So this is really the sort of, place you can find yourself in where you can in fact expect a miracle uh, because as Christian believers we believe that God can intervene in the worst circumstances and turn things around. Let me ask you too about people who are in the house of God and the idea that we're encouraged to do good to those who are in the house of God. The idea of Christians supporting Christian business people. Uh, What are your thoughts around the way that the community of Christian faith can actually support one another through tough times? I'm a really big believer in that. I believe that um, we should look after, you know, by the way in which we love each other, they'll know that we are his. And and so we should really love each other. Um, there's, I think there's a difference, and sometimes it's tough love. I don't think we should prop up a business that is going to fail anyway. I think that's just prolonging agony. So in sometimes in love, we need to not do things and not prop up something that's that's not going to be successful anyway. But wherever possible, we should be doing business with fellow Christians. And there's a couple of reasons for that. I think one, because 
we should be able to trust them more, let's be honest. Um, if, if, if we can't trust a Christian business person more than an, an, another business person, then that's, that's a real travesty. Um, now, that's not always the case, unfortunately. Um, the other thing is that you know, by supporting them, uh, if they're uh, giving and they're generous then, and their business does well, then they, you know, there's more that goes into supporting charities and, and um, churches and other Christian organisations. Um, so there's, there's a kind of a compounding good that comes from that. Um, and, uh, you know, as I say, other people are watching us. So by supporting those Christians in business, I, I think that's an encouragement. I think it's a good example. It's a good witness. Um, but I do fundamentally believe that uh, Christian businesses should provide better services than those who are non-Christian, run by non-Christians. We should be working as unto the Lord. And we, as we serve um, his children, which is all of us, we should be doing that to the best of our ability. So. Um, you know that that I, I don't always see that in Christian businesses, and that that's very frustrating for me uh, because that's exactly what I think we should be doing. Okay, and Darren, of course, uh, the stimulus will slow and will fade. Uh, is there something you're suggesting for Christian business people? Because uh, sometimes getting weaned off the government stimulus is, you know, sounds like a lot of hard work. What are your thoughts for? having an attitude to being able to stand on your own two feet again? Certainly. Look, um, I've been on, I, I, I sent, I sent a, a message out to some of my um, consulting clients for business. Um, when, when it's raining gold, don't hold out a thimble, hold out a bucket. And the whole idea behind that was saying, well, if there's stimulus packages and you qualify for it, make sure you grab onto them. You know, use those for sure. Um, and we have been, one of my businesses particularly has been using that and is likely to be using that for some time. Um, uh, and that has kept uh, people employed and kept and has helped the business um, survive through this period. So I think we definitely need to take that when we can. But what we've been doing in, in our modelling and our cash flow management is assuming that we won't be getting those. And we, we look forward and say, well, okay, we assume we won't be getting JobKeeper. What do the look, numbers look like excluding JobKeeper? What do these numbers look like excluding some of these other benefits? And we're looking at what our... We're kind of getting a realistic understanding of what the business is like without those. And certainly we've employed more people or kept more people employed because of those stimulus packages. Um, but we need to see the numbers increasing those businesses to be able to maintain that post um, some of these stimulus. And uh, we hope to be able to do that. But I think the measurement is to within the businesses to assume that these things won't be available. Well, Darren Laudenbach, great insights as always, especially around uh, biblical and Christian attitudes to what's happening right now as things are pretty tough in this coronavirus world, but being able to have that hope and to look forward uh, to what will be happening beyond the coronavirus and as business bounces back. Challenging times for a lot of businesses, but great advice today. Darren Laudenbach, founder of God's Money Matters, speaker, trainer, mentor and coach on finance issues. You can connect with Darren Laudenbach through godsmoneymatters.com. That website is godsmoneymatters.com. Darren Laudenbach, thanks for the update today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. God bless you, mate. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.